Hello, this is Brian Lane, lead pastor of FAM Church, and this is our podcast. This week we have Charles Thompson from Gateway Church, our location in Bowling Green, Florida, bringing a challenging message called, Where Are You Going? Rowdy, but I like rowdy. I like a rowdy bunch alive. Going to some churches, you can't tell if there's anybody there or not. Here, you can tell that you love love Jesus, amen? And that's what makes the difference in our lives is Jesus Christ, amen? I want to uh, begin, before I get into my message, just giving you a little bit of a report on uh, what's been going on in Bowling Green. We've been down there since March. That's nine months, time enough to make a baby. <laughs> hey, and God is, is, God is birthing one. He's birthing a baby. We went there uh, in March and there was uh, 13 people uh, the first Sunday, I think it was. And then uh, since that time, we have continued to grow. Uh, the, the children's church has grown. Uh, we, we started out, like I said, with 13, and now we've been averaging uh, total children and adults uh, in the mid-40s. So, yeah. So, God has been good to us. Uh, I'm going to try to tell a little story here about uh, Glennis and I. Uh, that's where we met. My Aunt Versi Walker lived in Bowling Green, and uh, she, she was a dear lady. I mean, she, she raised how many children? 10, 12? 12 children. I don't know how many they are. Too many to count. But anyway, she raised them practically on her own because her husband uh, died at a very uh, early age. But she took all those children after they had moved to Bowling Green and she raised them. She worked in the packing house, whatever work she could find. She didn't have a, a college, I mean a, a high school diploma, but she continued to work and she went to school at night and she was in her 70s when she finally got her high school diploma. Yeah, so, so she was a hard worker and raised some amazing children. But through that family, moving to Bowling Green, now you gotta get a picture of this. This is, I don't believe in coincidences or anything like that or things just happening the way they happen. But through that event of her moving to Bowling Green, I had an opportunity to go there and visit, uh, and on that visitation to visit my aunt, I was introduced to my wife. And she has been an amazing woman. Without her, I am nothing. Cannot be anything that God has called me to be without her support. And she has supported me uh, more than one man deserves to be supported after some of the shenanigans that I pull. <laughs> but that's 
where our journey began, is in Bowling Green. And this is how wonderful and amazing our God is. He took us from Bowling Green where we met and we traveled all over the world because of my military uh, career. And now God has gone full circle and brought us back to Bowling Green. <laughs> so I want to tell you this morning that whatever journey you're on, the title of my message this morning, and this is powerful, just being in your presence today, being in this powerful worship. I don't even know if I can preach this particular message or not, so I'm just going to obey the Lord, okay? If that's all right with you, I'll just obey the, I'll obey the Spirit of the Lord. But the title of our message this morning is, Where Are You Headed? Where Are You Headed? So, you can see with my journey how it began. It began in the little town of Bowling Green, and, and then it expanded, and we were able to travel all over the world. But God, in His uh, sovereignty, says, That's, you've seen stuff, you've gone through stuff, and now I'm bringing you back to Bowling Green where you can minister to those people there that need some of the stuff taken off of their life that they're going through. You've gone through some stuff. You can identify with them, and you're going to do what I've called you to do there. And so I praise God that he has seen fit to bring us there. I want to tell you, I had no desire to go there to begin with. I did not. I was fine right here in Pham Church, teaching a great Sunday school class, and just ministering here but God had other plans. God's plans are always better than our plans. My plan, my plan was to stay here. My plan was to be uh, situated there in my home where I was comfortable, sitting on the couch. I was retired. I was uh, just, 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 it, it, it's not, let me tell you something about retirement. It's not what you think it is. Retirement is okay, but sitting on your rear end and doing nothing is not okay. Especially in the economy of God, we can't sit on our rear ends and do nothing. God has called us. He's chosen us. He's equipped us for the ministry. And we must work until we have no breath to work with. We have no strength to work with until all of our strength is gone. We must work because God is depending on us to get his message out. His message of his redeeming love has to get out because people are desperately needing what you and I are experiencing this morning. He has taken us all on a journey. Where are you going? Where are you headed? Let me tell you, God's going to go with you no matter where you go. I want to read some scriptures to you. I want to read one out of Psalms 37. Psalm 37. I know it's in my Bible somewhere. 37. 
This is a, uh, I had my ribbon right there in it. Isn't that stupid? Psalm 37, if the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. The King James says the steps of a righteous man or a good man, they are ordered of God. They are ordered by God. Now, turn over to Jeremiah. I do have a paper clip there, so we won't get lost. Jeremiah 29 and 11. It says, For I know, for I know the plans I have for you. You can put your name right there. God knows the plans that he has for each one of us, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God's plan is always the better plan. The situation here... The, the situation is, is dire for the Israelites at this time. They are going into captivity for 70 years. Jeremiah is prophesying and telling them, you're going into captivity for 70 years. But he told them, when you go into Babylon, settle down, settle down, work in the cities, encourage the people there. Don't get down and don't be discouraged because in the future, in the future, I'm going to bring you back to your land. So God has not forsaken the Israelites. He given, he's given them this great promise here that he knows the plans that he has for them and plans to prosper them, not to harm them, plans to give them a hope and a future. And you look at the nation of Israel now. He's gathered them all back in. And that nation is one of the most prosperous nations on the planet, situated right there in the Middle East, the tiniest of nations, and everyone wants to destroy Israel. But God is the God of Israel. And God is the God of Pham Church. And God is the God of everyone's seated here today. And I don't know what you're going through, but in today's technology, if we start on a journey in our automobiles, we have this thing called a GPS. Most of our cars are equipped now with GPS unless you're uh, driving uh, what would be considered an antique. Uh, 20 years old or older, you probably don't have GPS in your car unless you went to the store and bought one, but you can get them on your phone now. So it's almost an impossibility to get lost. But some of us, we like to argue with the lady in the GPS. We think we know more than she knows. Occasionally, we'll, we'll plug in an address on our GPS and we'll start out 
and it's telling me to go this way and go that way, and I tell her, I ain't going that way. That's not the best way to get there. So, and why? Why did they put a lady in there to begin with? <laughs> what man, <laughs> what man is going to listen to a lady, right? <laughs> if we know what's good for us, <laughs> we will listen to the lady, okay? If I would have listened to her, I would have been, oh, so much further ahead today. But I had to learn it the hard way, through the school of hard knocks. <clears throat> How many of you men, okay, be honest now, if you get lost, you're in this city, you don't have a GPS, you're just going by a map, uh, you think you know where you're going, but you know, you eventually wander around a little bit and your wife's looking at you and saying, uh, uh, do you know where you are? Uh, do you know where you're going? Do you think we need to stop here at the service station and ask this person where that place is that we're going? Uh, no, I got it. I got it. No, I can make it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm too stubborn. I'm not going to stop and ask anybody for directions. We can make it on our own, can't we? Yeah, we don't need to stop. But life can throw you such a curve from time to time, and you think, God, is this really where I'm supposed to be? Is this really the journey? Is this really where you want me to be? But let me tell you the little story here. This is a short story out of the Bible, Abraham. Abraham was on a journey, but he was kind of like us. He was kind of like me, content. He was content to be there in Ur of the Chaldees. That was where he was comfortable. Can you say comfortable this morning? God doesn't want us to get too comfortable. And when we get really, really comfortable, he has a way of moving us out of our comfort zone. The Lord is always speaking into our life by his Spirit. If we will listen to the Spirit when he begins to speak to us, we will be able to go and make it on our journey that God has planned for us. But we have to listen. When he speaks, we have to move and act on the voice that we've heard. It may not make sense to us, but if God has spoken it into our life, that's his plan for our life. And we need to obey the plan of God. God's plan is always better. God has a plan for each of our lives. It is up to us to determine what that plan is. God wants us to move out of our own desires and our own perspective and our own uh, flesh, if you would. He we know what we want to do. We know what, what feels good to us, and that's likely the journey that we'll take if we do what we want to do. 
But here is God's plan for us, the first step in God's plan of determining our divine destiny is we have to step out of ourselves. We have to step away from that which is comfortable. We have to step away from that which is worldly. We have to step away from that which is fleshy, that which we want to do. If we're, if we're planning on getting to the destination that God has planned for us, we must step out of ourselves and take that divine step toward the God Almighty that has saved us, that has healed us, and that has delivered us. We must step into Him and step into His presence. We have got to get hungry and thirsty for the things of God. we got to forsake the things of this life, the things of this world, and we've got to step into God's plan for our life. And that may mean for us to step away from the, that which we know, that which is familiar. We have to step away from that which is pulling us down, that's pulling us deeper into the things of this world. It's holding us back from God's divine destiny. Abraham Abraham heard the call of God. He's, God told Abraham, get, get out of that country. I have a country, a much better country for you. I have a, you're going to be the father of, of, of many people. You're going to be the father of a great nation. And out of you will come, he didn't tell Abraham this, but I'm putting this in. Out of you will come a Redeemer. Out of you will come Jesus. Out of your bloodline will come Jesus. If you just step out, Abraham, and follow the path that I'm calling to you, Abraham, your, 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 your lineage is going to be so great, and, and the number of people that will come from you. They'll be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore. You'll not be able to number them. And this prophecy about Abraham has come true as we see how many people have been redeemed because Abraham stepped out of the familiar. He stepped out of his comfort zone and he followed the call of God on his life. We've got to do that. We've got to step in to God's plan. God's plan is always better than our plan. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Tough decisions need to be made. This is life or this is death. Life or death. The souls of men depend on your making that first step, that step away that step away from that which has left you bogged down, that which has left you discouraged, and step in to God's almighty love. Amen. Thank you, Father. But I just want to show you in Jeremiah 10, 23. This is not going to be up there. This is something that I added later. Jeremiah's praying. Jeremiah 10, 23, he's praying. He says, I know, O oh Lord, that a man's life is not his own. A man's life is not his own. It is not for man to direct his steps. 
we can't make the right step in our own thinking and in our own intelligence. We can't make the step that God is asking us to make. That's a divine step that comes from God himself. We must immerse ourselves in the things of God and in his word and let God speak to us and give us a new plan for our life, a plan that will exalt him and raise him up to where he needs to be. He says if he be exalted, he'll draw all men unto him. It's all about redemption. It's all about salvation. It's all about stepping into God's divine divine destiny for our lives. He has a divine destiny for you. Don't be satisfied with that which is not God's plan. Don't get too satisfied with your life. Step into more of God. Step into more of what he has for you. He has so much more than we can think of for ourselves. God is a big God. There is nothing impossible with him. You look at my life, I couldn't even stand up and give a stinking book report. I couldn't do do anything. But through God, through God. Through God, all, all, listen, all things are possible through God. I had no idea why I was in the army. I had no idea why I was in the army. But God knew. He knew what he was doing. One day, one day, what you learned in the army, you will be using to equip people for the work of the ministry. Oh, it's all about preparation. Everything in your life, everything you go through, you'll question it and you'll ask God, why? Why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to lose my baby? Why did I have to lose my daughter? Why, God, why? It's all, it's all for what I'm trying to do in you. It's all part of your journey. You're not going to like everything on the journey. You get in your car, you don't like being shut up for hours and hours and hours and hearing the kids whine in the back seat. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I got to pee. Will you stop, Daddy? Stop, Daddy. No, we got to get there. We got to get there. We got to get to our destination. It's not always about the destination. Sometimes it's about the journey. The journey. There's always something in your life that God is wanting to show you and take out of your life. He wants to, he wants to take me. He wants to take me out of my life because if he can get rid of me then he can shine God wants to shine in our life like the morning sun coming up at dawn God wants to shine even greater in our lives than what he's already shining as the sun gets higher and higher it brings out more light more light more light the sun the sun Jesus Jesus wants to shine in your life even greater than what he's shining now. Don't let Jesus become dim in your life. 
Let the sun shine as never before. God's plan is a perfect plan. Why would we argue with God? We do. Sometimes we argue with Him. To argue with God, how do, how do we argue with Him? We disobey the Scriptures. When we disobey the Scriptures, when we say to ourselves, I'm nothing. <laughs> I'm nothing, God. That's not what God says about you. God says you are important to Him. God says He loves you. He says, I love you with an everlasting love. Don't ever question whether God loves you or not. You can question a lot of things, but that's one thing you should never question. Does God love me? Because see, He demonstrated he demonstrated His love for us while we were yet sinners. He hung there on the cross and He shed His blood for us, demonstrating that He loves us with an everlasting love. What is God's perfect plan? Here, here is God's perfect plan for your life. The Word of God contains everything you will ever know, need to know about life. Immerse yourself. Immerse yourself in the Word of God. The Word of God is so rich. The Word of God is so powerful. When the enemy comes against you and he says you're nothing, you'll never be anything, you never can become what I've called, what God is calling you to be. You tell the devil he's a liar because the Word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. All things. The devil's a liar. He's been a liar from the beginning and he always will be a liar and he will try to kill, steal, and destroy the ministry the divine destiny that God has for you. But you don't let him do that. You tell him you're a liar. And God is truth. God's word is truth. Also in this plan of God, it's his plan, it's a perfect plan, and his perfect plan is his presence. In his presence. The key to hearing from God and stepping into your divine destiny is to spend quality time in his presence. Our minds today are constantly assaulted by a variety of stimuli. 
Always our minds are racing, racing. What have I got to do next? What have I got to do next? I got to do this. I got to go there. I've got to take the kids over there. I've got to fix supper for them here. I got to do this. I got to, I got to work on the house here. There's so many projects around the house. I just can't get them all done. There's always something set before me that wants to rob and steal me of, my, of the time that God says, this is my time. I want you in my presence today, now. I don't know when you will find the time that God wants for you to spend in his presence. But we have to cut out a period of time in every day. If you miss a day, don't beat yourself up, okay? But you try, you try with all that's within you to spend a little bit of time every day in God's presence. That doesn't mean you have to be reading His Word. It's good if you are. God sometimes just wants you to just sit still in His presence and meditate. Meditate on who He is. Meditate on what he's done for you. Meditate on his greatness. He is the great I am. He says, I am that I am. That's what he told Moses when Moses faced that monumental task of going down into Egypt and leading the Israelites out. Moses questioned him. Who am am I going to tell them is sending me? Just tell them I am has sent you. God Almighty has sent you. Just tell them. God will reveal himself to you in those quiet moments like nothing else can. So you have to shut off your phone. Hello. Your Facebook friends will wait. Your family will wait. We can't put God off forever. God wants to speak into our life. God wants to reveal himself as to who he is in our life. He is our Savior indeed, but he wants to be so much more than just a Savior. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your shepherd. He wants to be that one that sticks closer than a brother. He wants to walk with you through every phase of your life, no matter where you go, no matter where he leads you. He wants to go with you. He doesn't want to be put on a shelf and, and for a Sunday or a Wednesday. God wants to be with you 24 7. Oh, 365 days a week. Is it 366 on leap year or 364? I forget. But anyway, He wants to be with you always. Let Him, let him come into your life in greater measure. Let him come into your life and fill your mind. You see, when it says steps, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of God. He's not talking about these. Even though Abraham had to step out of Ur of the Chaldees, he had to walk 
a thousand miles or more. I measured it. You know that little scale that you got in your Bible on the maps? It says this little bit here, it equals a hundred miles. They taught us in the army how to do that. You know, you just put down a sheet of paper at Ur of the Chaldees, you put a dot on your paper, and then you go up to Haran, that was his first destination, you stretch out your paper like that. That's kind of like the crow flies, but it was like uh, 800, I think it was five, six, 700 miles from Ur of the Chaldees up to Haran, and then it was another 300 miles or so down to where he wound up in Shechem. So a thousand miles and he's not just walking by himself. He's walking with all of his family, his livestock and everything. A thousand miles. That wasn't in an automobile or an airplane. That's walking a thousand miles. And all this time, Abraham's saying, this is crazy. Why did I do this anyway? This seems like such an impossible thing. I don't even know where I'm going. God told me to move, and so I'm moving. So God had to direct Abraham's footsteps. But your steps is in your mind. You're going to make some decisions in your life. These are the steps that are ordered by God. We immerse ourselves in the Bible. We immerse ourselves in the Spirit of God through our prayer time. And God speaks to us and He'll help us make those tough decisions, the tough decisions of life. He will tell you to say no to the things that can destroy your life. The Bible is pretty plain. And being a Christian is not rocket science. If it was, I wouldn't be one. It's for the simple person. Just read God's Word and believe it. Read, believe, act. Act on the Word of God. It will transform your life. That's what God is looking for. Transformed lives that are willing to lay down their life for others because that's what Christ did for us he laid down his life and gave it up so that we could have life and have it more abundantly and all he's asking us to do is lay down your desires lay down what you want and take that step that's going to take you into your destiny into greatness. There's so many. When we were first thinking about going down to Bowling Green and got the, got the idea that we might be going, we had a, a board meeting up there to make that decision. I was on the board at that time. And most were in agreement that we should do it. But there was one dissenting vote, and I will not call out any names, but I respect the person that said no. I do. But then I said, what if 
What if we don't go? What if I don't take that step? What if I don't go? They can't find a pastor. No one will go. The young ones coming out of Southeastern, they wouldn't go. Those that had been in the ministry for a long time, they wouldn't go. It doesn't pay enough. It's a little town. It's, it's a town that's, that's 80% Latinos. There's no future there for a white guy. But there's brown people in my church. I'm wanting some black people to be in my church. God's church. I don't care. They're all people. And they need Jesus Christ. But what if I don't go? That church will die. And those people that are there, sure, they'll go and find a church somewhere else. But what about those that are yet to hear? There's a beacon. There's a light there in Bowling Green. And the light has to continue to shine to those that are still in the darkness. So we have to go. We have no option not to go. Because if we don't go, they perish. We can't allow people to die without Jesus. We go. We go. We obey. We follow God's plan. God has a plan for you to be used by Him. How? Ask the question, how? How am I going to be used by God? Where do you want to take me, God? What's my future look like? You don't need to know the end of your journey. You just need to start walking. Start walking toward God. Start walking into His presence every day. Let Him lead you. He'll not disappoint you. Stop and stand still and know that He is God. Don't allow the business of life to cheat you out of the peace, the joy, the love, the kindness, the compassion that can be found in His presence. Make time for God. Stay hungry. Stay thirsty for God because God has a plan. It's a perfect plan and getting in His presence must be a priority. The Bible's full of stories of how lives were changed when people encountered God. Have we really encountered the God of the universe? Have we encountered Him as Abraham did, as Isaac did, and as Jacob did, as Paul did? Paul encountered God on the Damascus Road and his life was changed. He's never, he was never the same after that. He was radically changed. You could tell a difference in his life. Can people tell a difference in our lives since we have encountered Jesus or are we just still the same old us? Step toward God and not away from him. Thank you for joining us on the FAM Church Podcast. 
Fan Church is here to connect people to Christ. If you live in or are visiting the Lakeland, Florida area, we would love for you to join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. You can also check us out online at myfamchurch.com. Thank you again and have an amazing day.